Welcome to the Nimrod Outdoors podcast, where we challenge and equip men, husbands, and fathers to become the spiritual leaders of the home. Let's dive right in. guys, thanks so much for joining in on today's episode. If you want to learn more about our ministry partners, please visit nimrodoutdoors.com and click on the ministry partner tab. From there, you can gain all the access and information you need for our ministry partners. You can also learn more about becoming a ministry partner if you'd like to join in on all the fun. Thanks so much. Today's episode is sponsored by Jill Bodas from Lake Homes Realty. Jill specializes in the Richard B. Russell, Lake Yona, Lake Hartwell, and Clarks Hill Lake areas in both Georgia and South Carolina. We actually purchased our home from Jill. It's a 1910 renovated farmhouse with this amazing wraparound porch and three acres of land. It truly is our dream house, and we get to do everything we need for the ministry from here. So if you're looking to sell or buy, I highly recommend contacting Jill. You can reach her at lakelifetime at gmail.com. That's lakelifetime at gmail.com. Well, what's going on, guys? This is M.A. Dozier with another episode on the Nimrod Outdoors podcast. And today I am honored and blessed to be joined by uh, two guys that I just love. Uh, they are uh, dudes that uh, sharpen me um, and uh, need to say, I, I guess, I've known them for about five years now, which is crazy, Um, but uh, I met Jordan and Josh Gibbs uh, about five years ago in uh, North Carolina when I was uh, working for a church in Brevard, North Carolina, Um, and I was a facilities and operations guy, and uh, they, I basically got told that two uh, high school students were going to come in to help out around the church, Um, and if you don't know me, I'm five foot nothing, and these dudes are like seven foot tall. And so I had them change light bulbs because that's the perfect thing for tall people to do. Um, But uh, Josh and Jordan have really uh, gone through uh, quite a bit uh, in their walk with Christ just over the past year and a half. Um, And they are both at NC State University. Um, uh, Another fact is their dad, um, Mark, is on the board of directors for Nimrod Outdoors. Um, And so they've been on some of our weekends. uh, And so we love the Gibbs, the whole Gibbs family. Um, But I'm excited for you, the listener, to hear about two young men uh, that are really living out the verse verse in Isaiah, um, in uh, Isaiah 6, 8. And it says, then I heard a voice in the Lord saying, whom shall I send and whom will go for us? And I said, here I am, send me. And these two guys right here at 20 years old have genuinely asked God the question, where do you want me and what do you want me to do? Um, And they're going forth with it. Um, It goes against the grain of society. It goes against the grain of uh, our world and our culture today. Um, And so I'm excited for y'all to hear their story um, and all that that entails. And so uh, without further ado, uh, Josh Jordan, say hello. Hey guys, I'm Josh. Yeah. Hey everyone, I'm Jordan. <laughs> Short and sweet to the point. And here's the thing, guys, they're identical twins, okay? So um, identical twins, both like seven foot tall. How tall are you guys? Yeah, I'm six seven. Six seven. Okay. So we'll we'll say seven foot. Right. <laughs> Jordan, how tall are you? Uh six six, something six, like six. that. Oh, yeah. so Josh has got you by an inch, man. I do. Yeah. He's got me. <laughs> That's good. So uh, you kind of sound similar. So listeners, as you go uh, through the podcast, if you're wondering who's talking, I'm doing my best best I can to either ask direct questions 
or have them say, hey, this is Josh talking or Jordan talking. But um, really, guys, I, I just want to open the floor up. I want you all to share a little bit about your testimonies um, and, uh, and we'll go from there. And so, uh, Jordan, tell me a little bit about your testimony. Tell me about what God's been doing in your life um, and even most recently. Uh, grew up in a Christian household. My uh, went to church every Sunday, the typical, um, I guess, Christian family. Uh, my mom was in ministry. Mom still is in ministry. Um, and yeah, just my parents lived for the Lord. They loved Jesus so much. It's pretty awesome to see. Um, but yeah, all throughout elementary and middle school, I was a good kid. I was the goody two shoes, the one that um, I try to people please and just look make the good image in front of everyone else. And also along with that, I said the center's prayer probably 10 or 15 times from the ages of six to 12, 13. I um, honestly don't know if any of those times I was actually saved or not. Um, I think I was too worried about not going to hell um, and just getting the free into heaven card. Um, but that didn't cause like a true change in my life. Um, but then once I got to high school, things started to like try and kind of change for me. Um, I truly like fell into the, like the people pleasing stage. Um, and I was so worried about other people's expectations of me and what they thought, uh, who I was. Um, so then junior year of high school, I really fell into the party, party scene. Um, and along with that, I was just falling in love with golf at the same time. Um, and yeah, so that was just like a lot of guilt, shame, uh, depression, and just things that I never thought would happen. Um, but yeah, that's what sin does. It just starts small and grows and grows. So then, uh, yeah, uh, along with that, so uh, our golf team, we went undefeated um, junior year of high school. And yeah, it was just awesome. Uh, just being able to go out there and practice with those guys every day. Um, but yeah, and junior year also uh, got uh, accepted to the NC State PGA golf program. Um, so that was like super cool. I was really excited about that. Um, and then I, so junior year summer after high school, uh, I got my, our parents sent us to a Clayton King camp in Anderson, South Carolina. And there we just heard the gospel all weekend. And honestly, I did my best not even pay attention. I didn't want my life to change. I didn't want my sin or my rebellion against God and my parents to change. But I just went in my way. And that's what sin does. It's like all rebellion against God. Um, so, but yeah, so there was one night uh, at the Clayton King camp. Uh, I was up till probably 3 a.m. I just couldn't sleep. But there's some guys out talking in the hallway. And uh, they were talking about their like addictions and how they just couldn't bite or beat addiction. Um, and I just came out there and listened. And the Holy Spirit just honestly just wrecked my heart. He just told me about how I rebelled against him. And how I just chose my way over his way. And I was just honestly just so tired of running. I was always looking over my shoulder, trying to make sure that no one would catch me doing these things or anything like that. So, yeah, I just gave my life to the Lord um, that night. And uh, since then, I've just uh, done my best in following him. Um, and, yeah, so I went to NC State uh, for a year. And uh, went and did an internship in Philadelphia last summer. 
and that was when I first went in the internship. I, that was when I first recognized what it looks to follow, like to follow Jesus. Tell, tell me a little um, bit more about that internship. Like, uh, what was the internship for? Yeah, it was a golf internship. So uh, it was just to uh, be able to like uh, serve members, serve any guests that come to play golf at the course. Um, and yeah, it was great. But uh, I was a part of a church plant. There's a summit church plant that we have in Raleigh. And uh, I just met these guys. I was like, man, this is a lot different than the Christianity that I grew up with. These guys actually live their whole lives for Christ. They submit their entire lives to him and they'll go wherever he tells them to go. And I was like, I want that type of Christianity. I want that type of life surrendered to the Lord that I'll do whatever he tells me to do and go wherever he tells me to do. Um, and yeah, so I uh, just felt a call for missions last summer. And I was honestly tired of like the comfortable Christianity of just like, yeah, just turning a blind eye and deaf ear to the knees and around us in the world uh, with 3.2 billion people unreached on the planet with the gospel. 3.2 billion people who never have true hope, joy, or peace just because they never have the opportunity to meet their Savior just because nobody has told them about that God. Um, so, yeah, signed up for the World Race. Um, it, so, it's from January to April of this year, I've been on the World Race in South Africa. So, it's been pretty great. But, yeah, that's me. That's awesome, man. We'll, we'll dive more into uh, your trip to South Africa here in a minute. Um, but it's just cool to hear how, um, man, the Holy Spirit, like you said, just wrecked you and got a hold yeah. of you. And, uh, um, and man, I'm excited for you to tell the story of, of what you've gone through over the past couple months. Um, but Josh, uh, let me hear your story, man. Tell, tell me a little bit about what God's been doing in your life um, and, yeah. uh, and give me a little bit of your testimony. Right. So, yeah, I mean, my testimony is very similar to Jordan's. Um, there's some different moving pieces, but grew up in the same Christian household, um, church on Sundays, Wednesdays, whenever the church doors were open. Um, but honestly, like I wasn't a Christian, honestly, because I looked at the way Christians or people that called themselves Christians were living and like living two lives. Like, I was honestly dating this girl at this one time. She said she loved Jesus, yet she was smoking and partying and just doing lots of things, lots of sin in her life. And so there's a spiritual mentor in my life named Emmanuel. Uh, he really digged into my life and just showed me what it looks like to live a Christian life and show me like, yeah, you're not actually missing out on so much as you think. Like, as I was thinking, oh, I'm going to like sleep around. I'm going to uh, get in the party scene as soon as I get to college. And I'm going to be missing out on that if I'm following Jesus. And in reality, that was not the case. Uh, he just kept pursuing me, kept being intentional with me, and honestly just changed my life. Um, on February 27th, 2020, I gave my life to Christ. Um, but it, Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank God. But honestly, things didn't change there. I uh, still struggling with sin so struggling with a lot of just like not feeling god's presence the holy spirit i just didn't feel like i was feeling the presence of god and the holy spirit um but i just prayed for honestly about a year and a half up until i got to raleigh uh, about three months ago as soon as jordan left that's when things changed honestly so 
I prayed up until that time and just, God, let me feel your presence, change my life. Um, and yeah, honestly, in January, that's when things really started to change. Uh, like I feel his presence consistently. I have a desire for Jesus. I don't want sin in my life and I just love what God's been doing in my life. So, yeah. Sure. Absolutely, man. That's great. That's great. So, um, Jordan, you talked a little bit about, uh, you joined the world race. Tell me briefly and tell the listener briefly what the world race is and then tell, tell us what you've been up to the past few months. And, uh, and then let's talk about a specific time in which over the past few months, you've really seen God move. Yeah, so the World Race is an organization that sends teenagers from all over the country. Um, they have one-month mission trips, three-month mission trips, 11-month mission trips. Um, and, yeah, they go all over the world. Um, I know there's a group right now in the 1040 window, and that's what the World Race. So they literally go into some of the deepest, darkest places of the world. Um, and, yeah, for me, I went to South Africa for the month, first month and a half in Johannesburg, and that was a lot of uh, – student ministry, uh, speaking at the high schools, um, and also along with a lot of evangelism and like going to the local townships and just sharing the good news. And, um, and then in Swaziland, which was the second month and a half, um, which is a small country inside of South Africa, we did a lot of kids ministry throughout every week. So yeah, it was great. It was awesome. I really saw the Lord move. Well, tell me, tell me this, man. So, um, you were at NC State. Uh, you were in the uh, PGA golf program there, which I would assume is a pretty prestigious thing. Um, and uh, you were living your quote-unquote dream. Uh, you fell in love with golf. You were getting into the golf world, um, and you were able to go to college for that. Um, let's talk about when God got a hold of you. Um, tell me about your thoughts and feelings of um, basically – dropping all that because you you essentially dropped out of nc state university and walked away from that to do this correct yeah 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 um so honestly i think that there was a lot of just underlying factors um i i just love golf but also at the same time i was around all these guys that like taught golf 24 7 i was like man honestly there's just so much more life than just golf 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 which that's okay like it's okay to have a great hobby and those things but it just wasn't for me um and also at the same time when I moved to Philadelphia I just thought there's got to be something more out there like there's got to be more joy out of like a profession or something like that um and yeah it was it was honestly kind of difficult because I really struggle with people's expectations like dude why would you leave golf all these nice amenities that you have at your disposal to go sleep on the floor in Africa. Like that's crazy. I mean, and honestly, yeah, it kind of is. Um, but like the spirit of God just like provided so much strength and like through that, um, just like help me realize like every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Uh, so like, why would we fear man's expectations of us because of, that we know that that is a promise that Jesus has already won every battle that we will ever face. Um, so yeah, that was just something I had to walk through, but yeah. That, that's awesome, man. That, that's so cool to hear. Um, so let's talk about, uh, Jordan, let's talk about when you uh, told your parents, because your parents are both graduates in NC State, right? So 
Um, they got a little bit of Wolfpack pride going on. Um, and uh, so was there any any nerves, any anxiety about talking to your parents or uh, what was your parents' response? Um, let's talk about that because I think that's, that's really important um, when we talk about um, our faith and we talk about um, God's calling on our life. Like, man, if he's calling us to do it, it don't really matter what other people say, I mean, even, even scripture says, you know, the cost of following Jesus, you know, one dude was like, Hey, Jesus, I'll follow you, but let me go bury my dad. And he's like, let the dead bury the dead. Um, and so, man, we can have that tenacity and we can have that like gumption of like, Hey, we're going to go do this. And we don't care what people say, but at the end of the day, man, like, let's be real about it. Um, we, we do care a little bit about what people think. Um, and especially our parents. And so talk to me about going to your parents saying, hey, I'm dropping out of college. What, what is, tell me about that. Uh, for sure. It was honestly really difficult. Um, I actually committed for the war race before I even told them. Because honestly, I was just ex- kind of scared of their response to like what, what that would have entailed. Um, but yeah, once I told them, it was great. They were honestly really, gracious and uh just excited for me you know um i i did struggle more with other people's expectations like especially guys that i worked with like the golf course or whatever that were non-believers and like that may not know christ as their lord and savior um i i struggled with that a lot more than i did honestly my parents um yeah like i was just saying like the way to overcome that is like knowing every knee will bow every time we'll confess to Jesus is Lord. Um, but yeah, that was, that was the biggest thing. Yeah. I, I hear you, man. You know, I remember uh, you had been talking to me. I knew, I knew you committed to the world race before your parents knew. So that's, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's kind of, that's kind of, I, I feel honored, but at the same time, I'm like, Oh no, you need, you need to let your parents know. Don't, don't be talking sure. to me about this. Um, <laughs> but I remember talking to your dad um, and I was just like, Mark, man, like, this, like, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was cool. Um, you know, you and I, Jordan, had had conversations about, uh, man, our, our goal in life as men, as husbands, as fathers, um, as spiritual leaders is, is really just being obedient to God. And when he says go, we must go. Um, and I remember talking to your dad and man, your dad, I, I'm getting chill bumps right now. Just thinking about it. I, I said, I said, Mark, how are you feeling about it? You know, Jordan's dropped out of NC State University and He's going to Africa like for three months and your dad took a big deep breath and he said, uh, he said, man, he said, I've come to grips with the fact that Jordan is safer in the will of the Lord in Africa than he ever could be back home with us. And uh, man, you want to talk about a dad that just gets it um, and, and has a heart, not just for his son to do the will of the Lord, but for the will of the Lord to be done no matter what, even if that's at the cost of his son. Um, and so that, that's super cool. That, that's a big testament to your dad. Um, sure. And so uh, that's cool. Thank you for sharing that. What's up? What's up? It's time for that mid-podcast shout out. Today's episode is sponsored by Pure Clean Softwash. Pure Clean Softwash is a family-owned exterior cleaning company offering pressure washing, house washing, roof, driveway, and gutter cleaning. Find them at Facebook at Pure Clean Softwash or online at purecleanga.com. That's purecleanga.com. So Josh, um, you said that, you know, once Jordan left, that kind of, it all of a sudden ramped up uh, 
you know, your walk with Christ in your life. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit and let's talk about what you've got coming up here in what, two weeks or something like that? Three weeks. Right. Yeah. So, um, honestly, Jordan, <laughs> nothing against Jordan at this time, but, uh, he struggled with grace at the time and I was still struggling with my sin and still trying to find my walk with Christ. But through God's grace, like when he left, I was actually able to just, uh, just spend time alone with God and just say, Hey, like, I want to feel your presence. I want you to be leading my life. And, um, through that, God just showed me who he was and, um, just able to walk with him has been so encouraging, um, just seeing him walk, work in my life and just seeing him like do things that only God can explain. Um, so also into that. And May 24th, I'll be moving into this thing called City Project. So in Raleigh, I go to Summit Church in Raleigh, and they have this thing um, for college students where they can do pretty much four weeks of seminary, one week of national travel. For that national travel, I'll be in Brooklyn, um, and then two weeks international, which I'll be in South Africa. So lots of that is just learning more about God, learning about more about his nature. And then as well, it'll be spreading the gospel. Uh, like we'll be spreading the gospel around Chapel Hill, Durham and Raleigh on campuses and just around downtown um, as well as overseas and national locations. But I'm just excited to what God's going to teach me through that time. And then just spreading his good news. So. Man, that's awesome. So May, May 24th, is that what you just said? So Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah, it's coming up soon. So yep. um, so when are y'all done with school at NC State right now? Or, I mean, we Josh, are. you are? Okay, yep. so, so how long do you get with your parents? Uh, I'm thinking about three weeks, two and a half okay. weeks. Okay. I actually should not be in Asheville right now, but I sprained my ankle really bad. I'm in a boot four to six weeks. Yeah. So... I'm actually in Nashville for them to help me right now. Yeah. Well, that's why we nicknamed you Scooter. So that's that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, well, you know, at least you're, you're doing a little better than Jordan did. Jordan went away for three months, came back for two days, and then went back right. over to Florida <laughs> for a little bit and said, exactly. parents, I'll see you later. So yeah. uh, I'm sure they'll get a good call in time with Jordan. But, uh, man, that's awesome to hear that, um, man, you're devoting basically your summer to right. – um, not only deepening your relationship with the Lord, but also um, being part of a project, city project with Summit Church that uh, will teach you how to go and share the gospel. But man, you don't know the lives that are going to be touched right. um, for the generations and generations. One of the one of my most favorite things that's ever been told to me was Chelsea and I were on a mission trip uh, to Ethiopia and one of the uh, American missionaries over there um, all we did over there was wash dishes and set up games for the kids and all this. We weren't in direct, you know, witnessing mode of sharing the gospel, but they had local Ethiopians there sharing the gospel. And this uh, American missionary said, man, you don't know the difference you're making in just washing dishes. And yeah. he said that he fully believes that one day when we get to heaven, some random person or random kids are going to come up and give us a hug and say, yeah. thank you because of what you did my cousin heard about the gospel and came back to my village and told me. Right. Um, and so just, just to see the webs of connections there um, and the, and the power in that and uh, seeing that uh, not only are you going to be in Raleigh and Durham, but you're going to go to Brooklyn and then go on over to South Africa as well. Um, right. It's uh, have you ever been to an overseas mission trip? Uh, so we went to Honduras in 2016, but that's 
Yeah. It was very light, I feel like, compared to what I'm going to be experiencing. Um, so we'll sure. see. Sure. Well, man, it, it is uh, it is life changing. What I found out is we go on these trips thinking that we're going to change the world. And in reality, the world changes us for the gospel Correct. of Christ. Yes. It's yep. an amazing thing. Yep. So that's so cool. Um, so, Jordan, uh, you've been gone for three months, three or I guess two different areas in South Africa. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, what you, what exactly y'all did, but most importantly, tell me about a time in which God just showed up in an amazing way while you were over there. Uh, yeah. Um, so there was there was a day we were out in Swaziland. Um, we were downtown Manzini, which is second biggest city in uh, Swaziland, and uh, yeah, we were. I was walking with two of the girls, Anna and Bree. Uh, just we were doing a thing called ask the Lord and we just asked the Lord, like whoever you wanted us to go up to and either pray over evangelize or do anything like that. And, uh, breathe the night before had had a dream about the blind. There was a blind dude, um, on the streets of Manzini. Um, and we saw the same dude that she had the dream about the night before. So we went over him and, uh, we were praying over him. And um, all of a sudden, uh, there was these three Swazi guys who came up and started screaming at us. And they were obviously not happy that we were there for some reason. Um, it was honestly a pretty dangerous situation. Um, just the fact that it was just me and two other girls in downtown Manzini were the only white people there. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I was the one praying over the guy. And I just glanced up. And there was an angel like covering us three, um, which it was just unreal. And honestly, I didn't even recognize what had happened until like 15 minutes later. I was like, oh, crap, that did just just happen. So uh, it was just kind of crazy to see the Lord's faithfulness through that. Like he is truly the God of angel armies who like goes before us, behind us and with us. Um, yeah, it was super cool. That's awesome, man. Like that, that gives me chills. And, and that's something too, like we, I feel like we here in America, we like, we miss that. Like we, I feel like we get so comfortable. We, we're so comfortable here in America that, yeah. that we almost yeah. don't even believe in the spiritual warfare that goes on around us. And 100%. Um, a, a yeah. really good friend of mine, and I think it's your dad's best friend, but Pastor Nathan Bird at Hendersonville Church. I've heard him say over and over, man, if we could put on the goggles of the spiritual warfare and just look around us at what is going on and seeing, like you said, the angel armies surrounding us and going yeah. to war on our behalf and, and deflecting uh, advances of the demons. Um, For and, sure. Uh, you know, um, Nathan, Pastor Nathan said that, uh, he said, don't, don't doubt it for a second that if you are a Christian and you are fully pursuing God and you are fully surrendered to him and doing his will, that at any given moment, there's a demon looking to devour you. Um, and yeah. that God has angels that are around you, protecting you on any, any given day. Um, and so man, like at one hand, that's like terrifying, but on the other hand, it's like, all right, I'm going to pump up my chest. I'm going to go. Because, yeah. Yeah. You know, God's angel armies are around me. Um, man, yeah, that's awesome. let's go. That's super cool. Yeah. So, um, well, awesome. Well, let me ask you this then, Jordan. Um, would you recommend it to somebody else? Uh, yes, 100%. Um, I, I would not suggest going if you don't plan on surrendering every part of your life to the Lordship of Jesus. Um, 
because you won't grow from that. Um, and there's no way to uh, experience his joy, his freedom, his peace until we live our entire lives for the great commission and surrender every part of our lives to his glory. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, from Genesis to revelation, God is very clear. Like his heart is for the nations and the spread of the gospel. And if we're, we as Christians are not living for that, and that is not our heartbeat to see his glory among the nations, then I don't really know what we're doing. So, um, but yeah, I'd hundred percent suggest it. Awesome. Man. That's cool. So what I just heard you say is that if we don't have a burden for the lost, and all we're doing is living this life to live a good moral Christian life or be a good Christian boy um, or a good Christian man. Um, we're missing out because God's called us to so much more. Um, you know, he, yeah. he said, go yeah. therefore and make disciples. And so we have to ask ourselves, if we're not making disciples, are we doing what God has called us to do? And man, a scripture that sure. just terrifies me is Matthew 7, 20, uh, Matthew chapter 7, starting verse 21. Jesus himself is speaking and he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but yeah. only the ones that do the will of my father. Um, yeah. And man, Jordan, you just hit the nail on the head. Like, are we doing the will of the father? And that is going out and, and making a difference yes. in the world for the kingdom of Christ. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff, man. So yeah, there's one other thing I'd like to add to that. Um, sure. I, I think I know, I know a lot of Christian guys and they, they may be on fire for the Lord. Um, but it's impossible until we get out of our American comfortable Christianity aspect and like actually see the real world like needs and like the physical brokenness in the world, like the, all of these kids with, uh, no food to eat and things like that. Uh, I think that is very important for us as believers to see what the American church or not the American church, the worldwide church has to deal with on a daily basis yeah. and see what they have to go through. Um, and yeah, I think that would be super important for just a, honestly, just a guy that's like on fire for the Lord. Um, I think that'd be like, that person's next step for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. I think one thing you said to me when I, when you were early on, uh, over there in South Africa was you, you had no clue the need for clean drinking water. Like you didn't even know that was an issue in the world today. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's, yeah. that's, uh, that's, that's crazy. It, man, it really wakes us up. So, um, well, Josh, let me ask you this. We we're kind of coming up on uh, some time to get to an end, but Josh, I want to ask you this, as you get ready to go, as you get ready to go to city project and all the things you're going to be doing this summer. Um, tell me, tell me this, how did, how did you know that this is what God was calling you to? Like what, how did you come to this conclusion? Yeah. So um, I'll talk a little bit about my backstory. I'm in sports management. Uh, sports management is all about connections and who you know and what internships, what jobs you have done. Um, so my preface in not doing city project before this time was, oh, I'm going to help out with state basketball. I'm trying to be a state basketball manager. Or I'm going to go and do a Wizards internship, the Washington Wizards. I got offered that internship. So um, I was completely throwing City Project out the window, and I was just like, okay, this one I'm doing this summer. And then there was this thing called um, SC United. Um, it's where all of college students from Summit College get together for one big service and just worship and have a message together. And so there's this video. 
it's actually Silas McClure. Uh, he led Jordan uh, while he's in Raleigh. Uh, it was him talking uh, about City Project and trying to advocate for you going to City Project. And I forgot exactly how he worded it, but it was something like, if Jesus paid everything for me, then what can I pay for him back? Like, well, how can I surrender my life back to him? And um, that really hit me hard. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, this is for you. You need to go. So that, <laughs> that was one of the first times, like, I was still new to, like, feeling God's presence. Um, that was very clear. Like, there's this, um, this situation in, uh, around the same time where I was just faced with a difficult situation. This guy that came into my life and just lots of sin in his life. And he was actually there with me. I was actually able to share the gospel with him and just share like who Jesus was for the first time. He's never even heard it before. Um, but like God just stirred that in my heart. And I told him like this one I'm supposed to do. And he asked me, why would you do that? He was a sports management guy with me. I was just like, because I wanted to follow God's will for my life and just like listen to what he tells me to do. And he was like, just was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, yeah. That's great, man. That, that's cool. It's amazing how when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of us, it's undeniable, right? Right, exactly. Like undeniable yeah. that what we're supposed to be doing um, and, and Chelsea and I's life. And I, I moved down to Elberton, Georgia as a testament of that, like, man, there's, I can't even explain it. It's kind of like, right. I just got to do it. And I remember people being going, why? And I'm like, God told me to. That, that's, the only <laughs> that's, answer. It. Like, that's it. That's, yeah. that, that's all I can do. I and mean, so, and God's been faithful through it all. It has not gone anything like I expected it to. And that's the truth. Right. Um, but uh, God's been faithful through it all. Um, so, well, guys, uh, we're kind of coming up on a closing time. And, and I just want to say thank you guys for uh, being on the podcast. And again, like y'all are 20 year old dudes that are dropping out of school. Man, God bless your parents because, like, yeah. Jordan comes to him and is like, hey, I'm, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. going, going mission. And then, you know, a couple months later, here comes Josh. He's like, hey, man, uh, God's got a hold of me too. <laughs> on so, field, yeah. What, what an honor what an honor it should be for your parents to be like, man, both my kids are following the will of the Lord. But at the same time, I, I bet they're both like, man, they were both at NC state. That's right. my alma mater. That's what I'm, what I want to do. But um, man, your parents are an amazing, amazing couple um, that we just love them tremendously. And uh, we are thankful for them and what they do in our lives. Um, and they have raised some stellar dudes uh, that are going out um, on mission for the kingdom of Christ. And right. I'm just excited to see what else God's got going on because Jordan, you're leaving here uh, in just a little while to go to do an internship uh, down in Florida. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be going in May 28th uh, to West Palm beach to do a missions internship at family church. So, yeah. and I'm looking at moving to Dallas this fall and do a unreached people's program with the village church. Um, but yeah, that's undecided so far, but we'll see. It just keeps going, man. You don't know. The <laughs> yeah, next uh, well, that's awesome. Well, Josh, what we'll do is uh, when you get back from City Project, I'd love to sit down with you and talk more, see what God yeah. God had been up to and what he's, uh, what kind of 
things he's been doing. Um, and uh, man, I love you guys. I appreciate your heart. Thank you yeah. for being mm -hmm. uh, men that are willing to go against the grain of society. Right. And man, it don't make sense. I guarantee you there's people in your life that look and they're like, this is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> for sure. And, and sure, it is ridiculous. I mean, think about it. God, or Jesus asked his disciples, like, hey, drop everything you got and come follow me. Right. And uh, they just did it. Like, I, yeah. you know, I think about that. I'm like, leave your homes, leave everything, just come follow me. Um, and they did it willingly. Um, and I asked myself all the time, I'm like, man, if, if this dude was standing in front of me and was like, hey, I'm I'm Jesus, come follow me, what, would I just be like, oh yeah, sure. Or would yeah. I be like, no, what, what you know, let, let's ask some more questions. Um, and so, but ultimately that's what we're called to do is uh, ask God openly and willingly, hey Lord, what do you want from me? And, and how can I follow you the best way I know how and, and mm -hmm. do what you've called me to do? And ultimately, uh, what he's called me to do as M.A. Dozier and what he's called Josh Gibbs to do and what he's called Jordan Gibbs to do can look totally different. Yes. But they're yep. all for the kingdom of Christ and they all have for sure. Um, and so yes. we need to make sure we don't play the comparison game and be like, hey, you know, Jordan Gibbs is doing this and he's on fire for the Lord. So I'm going to go do that. No, as men and as followers of Christ, we have to make sure that we are asking God, what do you want from me? So, yes. yeah. but guys, I appreciate it. Y'all been, y'all been stellar. Um, y'all are going to have fandom now because you've been on the <laughs> right out of podcast. That's right. <laughs> uh, y'all be good. I uh, love you guys. We'll hopefully see you next week, but as always uh, stay humble, stay focused and keep pressing on. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the message. If you would like to learn more about the ministry of Nimrod Outdoors, find us on Facebook or look us up at nimrodoutdoors.com. We hope you have a great day and we hope to see you next time.